Well, girlhood, as you guys all know, is being slowly but steadily undermined and erased on the altar of secular humanism. Right now in the culture, we've got Dylan Mulvaney, the dude who thinks he's a woman as the rep for Ulta Cosmetics, for Maybelline. Uh, I saw the other day that now he's repping for Oil of Olay and for MAC Cosmetics. And it's such a shame to see that the very, very few feminist voices are actually speaking up in defense of our girls. I've noticed that the Girl Scouts of America is very, very quiet on this issue, except for when they're saying things they shouldn't be saying. And today we're going to have a fantastic conversation because Patty Garibay is back on the show with me today. And for more than two decades, she has been at the forefront of countering the culture by leading girls and women to creating lives of integrity through the American Heritage Girls Organization. You know I'm a super fan of this woman and of this organization. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for joining me today at the Off the Bench podcast. The headlines are coming so fast and so furious that it's almost impossible to keep up with them. And today I'm thrilled to have Patty back on the show. Last time she was here, we went over the history of the American Heritage Girls, and you guys have heard my absolute disgust with the Girl Scouts of America, the Boy Scouts too, for that matter, these woke organizations that are actually injuring our children and not doing what they say uh, that they are that they are doing in terms of helping our children. But prior to creating American Heritage Girls, Patty served for 12 years and as an active leader and a volunteer in the Girl Scouts Association. She was highly influential in sharing the gospel with her troop in Westchester, Ohio, and in response to significant changes in the direction of the Girl Scouts in 1993, the course of Patty's life changed also. She heard the voice of God to call her to start something new, and she drew strength from her wealth of leadership opportunities and her passion to help kids take a leap of faith. So starting in 1995, she started American Heritage Girls, and it's just a delight to have you here. Patty, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's good to be with you, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. Let's talk about this because I I was just on Twitter, which I normally don't go on Twitter. I actually loathe Twitter. But uh, every once in a while, I, I see something probably comes through the Daily Wire. And uh, and it's shocking to me. I just saw in London today, actually, in London, there is a man who just last year ran as a man in the Boston Marathon uh, as Glenn. And now he's decided he's a woman and he's running in the London Marathon. And nobody is saying anything. I'm watching people interviewing this dude on the sidelines like he's some sort of a celebrity. This guy is a terrible athlete, right? And he's just getting into the news, kind of like Dylan Mulvaney, this washed up actor, doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. So he thinks, oh, I know, I'll become a girl. And then all of a sudden, Biden invites him to the White House and all the cosmetic companies are having him uh, come on to be their new spokesperson. This is insanity what's happening right now. And I know that you've got to be watching it from your corner of the world with a fair amount of uh, horror as well. Mm, surely. I, I cannot believe what's been happening and, and at the rate it's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I think that's really blowing all of our minds is that this, this continued bombardment. And then we were wondering, you know, what's happening to our kids? Why is there a mental health crisis? Um, why is this now a pandemic? And I truly believe it's because there's a moral pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the lack of it's a, the lack of a biblical worldview. It's a lack of the understanding of the promises that are in the Bible. It's a lack of understanding of the our identity in Christ yes. and a girl's identity in Christ. And so, when you can erase identity, and this is what Satan does, when you can erase it, and then even say that God made a mistake in your creation, 
well, isn't that the, that's the, that's the highest form of his little win. Yeah. And we're falling prey to this yep, stuff. Yep. And right and left. And, and then like I, we talked before the show, where in the world is the women's movement on yeah. this? I mean, yep. the title 10 that was fought for so long and so hard, it's gone down the toilet. Yep. And, and no, it means nothing now. It means absolutely no. nothing. Yeah. Total confusion, total chaos. And there's got to be some order. And we know that we serve a God of order. And so I really believe the antidote to all of this, and it's true of any sin, is that we need to bring God back into our lives Mm. and that we need to teach our kids a biblical worldview and that there are truths and there are promises and they're relevant for today for each and every girl. So that's what really American Heritage Girls is all about. Well, you guys are, I mean, you're on the front lines of this thing now because parents, just like, you know, my my being on the front lines of the education uh, war in this country, this really is targeting children. The radical left is taking direct aim at children. This is why you see drag queens going to our libraries. Uh, this is why we're watching all of our movies now in Disney with their woke cartoons. There's hardly any places for parents to send their children that they can trust anymore. And I've been saying for a long time, pull your children out of public school because that's ground zero. You want to find ground zero for the indoctrination? It's in the school system. And you have come up with uh, an antidote to what's happening with regard to our girls being targeted, unfortunately, by the Girl Scouts. And uh, and it's, it's sad what's happened to the Girl Scouts. I actually want to start there because there are a lot of new listeners since you were here last. Uh-huh. And if you can explain, because when I say... I'm not a fan of the Girl Scouts. Inevitably, I'm going to get emails like, what do you mean? You know, I love buying their cookies. Uh, what's going on, Patty, with the with the Girl Scouts of America? Well, wow. It goes back way back, mm-hmm. even to the 70s when the Girl Scouts allowed their a feminist agenda to drive them. You know, I, I used to be a, a really, I studied Juliet Gordon-Lowe. She's the founder of the Girl Scouts, founded GSUSA in 1912. She was a regular Bible reader. She believed in God. God was a motivating force in everything that she created and was in the Girl Scout promise, which is what the little oath is that every Girl Scout would say. Well, in 1993, they decided that they were going to change this promise that had been instilled for over 120 years prior, and they were going to allow for what they called flexibility and spiritual wording. So no longer did you need to make an oath to God. They did this at the altar of diversity. You might remember that, Heidi. That was the big mantra, diversity training, everything is diversity. Well, now, you know, our new mantra is transsexuality, and it's gone down that spectrum. But when I started to uncover, like, why in the world would they really do this? I mean, change the foundress's mission. And I started to find this feminist agenda that was not apparent to me as a leader. It was not apparent to me even as a delegate elected by my fellow leaders to represent my area to the Girl Scouts. So it was so hidden. And this is so true of the schools. Yep. Like, you know, Heidi, all this is hidden. The, the, every kid's organization that there is, it's all gone woke, all of it, intentionally, because they know they got to get our kids to get our nation. Mm-hmm. And it's working. But anyway, all the way back in the 90s, this was happening. And I started, the Lord had given me a spirit of discernment, and I'm very grateful for it. I mean, sometimes that's what keeps us up at night, right, Heidi? This strange, strong sense of discernment. But it also gives us a fire in the belly to fight the good fight. And so that's what I felt like. I needed to let the Girl Scouts know that they were making a horrible, horrible decision in this. And do you know who your stakeholders are? Well, they wanted no part of it. We, we fought the good fight in that way. I believe you need to try to change yep. these kinds of things before we flee and create our own. 
Well, it was time to flee and create our own. And so honestly, I just thought I'd be starting a little club for my daughter to get her through the formative years. Here we are 28 years later. God is still blessing this ministry. And it is for a time such as this, this Esther moment where our girls need to know who they are and whose they are. And so that's why AHG is here. And it's true that girls are being targeted by this agenda, this horrific agenda. A recent survey of American children and their parents revealed that 75% of the children who experienced gender dysphoria were female, while just 25% were male. The study also noted that girls who questioned their gender identities were often supported and encouraged in this endeavor by their friends. A majority of parents said that their children who suffered from gender dysphoria had been also diagnosed with mental illness. This is a social phenomenon, a social contagion. Uh, What are your thoughts on the study like this? Exactly what you said, Heidi. When I see these kinds of numbers and that is affecting girls more because girls are wired for relationship. They care a lot about what their friends think and they want to be like their friends. So this encouragement by friends to consider yourself, you know, you really like horses. You know, you might be a tomboy. Or maybe you're a boy. You see, this is how this kind of thought process goes. And, and we all know what the theory of social contagion is. It's, it's in, in mental health periodicals everywhere, is that once you start to believe that because you've seen it enough, you're going to become that. Yeah. And that's what's been happening. And we've seen it even within American Heritage Girls, which is a Christ-centered ministry where discerning parents are deciding for their daughters. You will cannot insulate your child from this mentality in that they're going to hear about it. Like you mentioned earlier, Disney. I mean, the oh. one of the worst gr- businesses, I think, in this country right yep. now. Yep. They keep having that token special class person. Yep. And, and the girls start to feel this as a norm and that maybe I'm the one that's created wrong and that God made mistakes. And so I, I think this is really only becoming worse rather than better. I'm prayerful, though, that the pendulum is swing, swinging so far that we've got to come back to me. You know, we've got to get back to the middle. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I noticed that uh, Joe Biden has announced that he's running again. He's going to be, if he gets elected, he'd be 86 years old at the end of his uh, presidency. Here's a guy who cannot string two coherent sentences together. He's obviously in the throes of dementia. And we're looking at having him run for, for president again. It seems like the world's on its head. And women... You know, it wasn't enough that Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry has told women that, you know, if you want to be successful, you need to kill your baby. It's not enough that we have devalued human life. Now, the feminist movement is standing by as we're devaluing our very essence of being a woman. They're devaluing femininity. I love there's a quote from you that uh, my staff sent to me. And you said biblical femininity is the core essence of every woman purposefully designed by God. He's created men and women differently on purpose. And for centuries, the beauty of God-given femininity has been under attack. Its definition debated, its behavior contested. Secular humanism has attempted to destroy the beautiful model of femininity and transform it into masculinity. And today it's gone one step further to claim an embrace of non-binary sexual identity. With all this confusion, it's no wonder that this debate has filtered down to our youngest members to children. Uh, This is no coincidence. Satan is in it for the long haul. He's playing the long game, isn't he? Yes, he sure is. And you know, I was just studying at Ephesians this morning, and I was thinking about how Ephesus was at the time when Paul was writing that book. And it's shortly after Jesus had left, 
he, you know, he had sent it into heaven. And women were having babies out of wedlock, a ton of them, and they would put these babies up on a hill. Yep. And you can adopt them or you can use them as a slave. And once again, women were being used by a horrible culture that was decadent. And what we've got to do is raise up the next generation of women to know right from wrong, to not fall prey to all this insanity. And, it, you know, I always feel that Satan is messing with sexuality, too. Yep. That's his favorite area, right? If it, whether it be pornography or identity or promiscuous sex, this is where he loves to hang out. And we have got to blow the whistle on it and stop it and bring up a generation of girls that know right from wrong. But here's our problem. You've probably heard the, the most recent Barna survey around Christians in their biblical worldview, Heidi. Out of 100% of Christians, only 9% actually have a biblical worldview. So what are we going to do? The parents don't know biblical worldview, so how can they teach their children? We've got to come around as the church, as adult mentors, as women that love girls and want to help them find their way. We have to teach them biblical worldview. And most recently, American Heritage Girls has come up with an ebook just to help start that conversation, like we do with so many other ones, and that is the biblical worldview ebook that is on our website today in order for people to be able to start to understand how important that is and why that's the antidote to this confusion we have today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, you guys are calling this book Raising Godly Girls, a Raising Godly Girls Guide to Gender and Identity, and it's providing parents with tools they can use to understand society's attitude toward gender and their and biblical truth. So you can highlight the differences between men and women as God created us. We're different. I just got back from Anchorage and I was speaking there for quite a, they had a great turnout there for a uh, homeschool conference. And I was talking about masculinity and femininity and saying, you look for years. The feminist movement has taken aim at our men and they've tried to feminize them and they have been very, very successful in that. And I, I have seen, and I'm sure you have too, as men have been you know, made fun of on the sitcoms. I mean, who was it that got made fun of on those? It was the dad, right? The dorky dad. And it was the mom who knew everything. And the women had a terrible attitude toward men. And so we've seen the men step back from their God-given role as protectors and providers uh, for women and children. And I stood on that stage in Anchorage and said, we need you guys. Uh, come back, <laughs> you yes. know, because we need each other. God made us to be very complimentary. Women are very unique. Men are very unique. And we should be celebrating the differences, right? That's right. It is such a beautiful union, the way the Lord created us to complement, as you mentioned. And again, you know, from Adam's side, Eve was created. Mm. And so it's a side by side, but different, not the same. He could, God could have replicated another Adam. He didn't do yep. that. And yep. we've got to remember that and be clear about that. How does American Heritage Girls uh, teach girls to embrace the idea of biblical femininity? 
Well, one of the things is we have a badge called Biblical Femininity, and it talks about the Bible women and, and the different attributes that they have. It also talks about character traits of a Proverbs 31 woman, of a Titus 2 woman. What? How does Jesus talk about it? And then the distinct role. I get so excited. I just came back from the Holy Land about three weeks ago. Oh, wow. And what, what a, you know, everyone must go, right? It's just an amazing thing. But here's what I was really resounding to me. First of all, is that God uses the weak and the small, and he uses them in the best and biggest ways, right? Mm -hmm. So the power of the puny. But secondarily, when you think about the class of people that were always on the outskirts, it was women in the biblical times, in Jesus's time. But who did he decide should announce his second coming? The fact that he had come back to earth, it was a woman. Mm -hmm. who, who was it that he decided to heal of a bleeding disease, that, to tell all the, all the area of the Decapolis and so forth, but the woman that was bleeding, the woman at the well, uh, the girl, Jairus' uh, daughter that he raised from the dead, he used women. He did not put them in the back of the line. He used them just as he did men. So for us, we need to realize that we are created in God's image and that we have purpose and we have power, not because of girl power, but because of the Holy Spirit's power in the girl. Wow, that's powerful. And it gives parents some footing when they talk to their girls about why they can be proud of the fact that God made them uniquely female. And it's something to embrace. I think the same thing of our boys that, you know, we can we can help them to embrace their masculinity. You know, the only the only toxic masculinity that I can see right now are men uh, dressing up as women and trying to take women's sports and women's awards. And I'm, I'm loving that the White House has given awards for women, courage to women and uh, courageous women to men. What, 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 what in the actual world is going on? And I've noticed in my, my frustration over the years to see the church lagging behind and yes. talking about this issue. I think the church should be at the front of this thing and not behind it. What do you think? What's the role of the church right now? Absolutely. I always believe prevention is the best right. thing you can do. I mean, why aren't we talking about this? And by high, thinking that we're insulated, we are not. We are targeted, actually. Mm -hmm. And our mm -hmm. kids, particularly your listener, I mean, homeschooling kids are also being targeted. So we yep. must, we must armor them up. Um, with with the full armor of God and also talk about these issues. Wouldn't you rather have this issue discussed in your home under your authority than out there when they're going to be attacked and hearing all these voices that they've never heard before, which in and of itself will be intriguing and sort of titillating for them to listen to. So we have got to talk about all of these issues. And that's why these new guides, Heidi, are really helpful for parents everywhere is to be able to talk about gender, it, do a bit a scriptural um Bible hunt to learn more about what God says about this, because he does. He talks about all these things in his holy word. He really does. It's crazy that we're having this conversation. I was just thinking, I'm, I'm looking at my notes, you know, for uh, for our discussion today. And we're talking about, you know, how the Bible is clear uh, that we've been created male and female. And this is these are undisputed biological realities that we have not been dis we have not discussed because there was nothing to discuss. And I was thinking uh, yesterday as I was recording the show. I was thinking, you know, there are really only two kingdoms in this world, right? There's the kingdom of dark and the kingdom of light. You're either for God, the Bible says, or you're against him. And as Satan's uh, agenda moves forward in the culture, chaos is following. And yes. the church must uh, speak out on this. The Bible speaks out on it, right? And so you guys 
are coming alongside these parents and reminding them that, hey, scripture is clear. Scripture, you said this uh, earlier, defines the true nature of a woman. Relational, nurturing, vulnerable, uh, with a love for beauty and a desire to respond. I love that you put that in that quote. Uh, my husband and I teach you know, marriage workshops all over the country, and we've been uh, reminding men, women are born responders. They're born to respond to the loving leadership of their husband. They're born to respond to whatever the circumstances are around them. My husband said uh, in Anchorage this weekend, your wife is a reflection of how you're leading in your home. Mm-hmm. She will reflect back to you uh, what that what that looks like. And you have been really taking the front lines of helping parents teach their children why it is so important that they have a biblical worldview to be anchored in Christ and become women of integrity. Where do you see this going in the next few years? Do you do you think, man, this is going to take us, you know, 10 years to start digging our way out of this? Where do you where do you see this going? Well, you know, really, first of all, I, like I had mentioned about the people of Ephesus, this isn't the first time this stuff has happened. Right. right. Just taking a little different form. Right. But I do choose to pitch my tent in the land of hope. You know, Acts yep. 2, 25, 26 says, nothing can shade me. He's right by my side. I'm glad from the inside out, ecstatic because I've pitched my tent in the land of hope. And so because we serve the creator, we know that the created can respond. But we have to do our work. We have got to do our work and not just because we've been given this beautiful gift of salvation. We sit and we keep it to ourselves and we don't share it with our kids or we are afraid because we don't know if we're going to say the right words. Who cares? Just say some words, people. You know, like you say, Heidi, get off the bench. Get do off something. the bench. Yeah, do something. <laughs> Admit that you're saying that you don't know everything about it, but you know what your heart knows. Yeah. And that God is king and that his word is truth. And let's explore it together. It's okay. If you've been that parent that maybe hasn't been studying the word like you should or doesn't have that biblical worldview, there you're not too late. That's you right. There are lots of places to start to learn. And we can be discipled and we can pick a mentor. We can do a lot of things. Do not let your life go by without you understanding the promises that God has. And don't let your kids' lives go by without understanding the same promises. Mm, it's so important. Where did Where was that verse again? That you pitched your tent in in what? I in love the, it. I couldn't write fast enough. In the land of hope. This is Acts 2, 25 to 26. That Acts 2, so 25. We are pitching in the land. And you know, that fits us very well because you know, Heidi, we do love camping. We I know. American Heritage Girls. <laughs> I know. I know. I know that you do. Hey, tell our listeners in the, in the last couple of minutes uh, that we've got here, tell listeners a little bit about American Heritage Girls and where they can go to get more information. Absolutely. You know, American Heritage Girls really a, pro- provides a framework for adulting in a Christ-centric environment. So our curriculum is Christ-centered. Our, our volunteer leaders are all Christian women and men that we come alongside the church so that you are getting what you're expecting. None of this bait and switch stuff that we're finding in public schools and other places. Also, girls are able to set goals. And right now, girls have the highest degree of fear and anxiety that they've ever had. They said one out of three are diagnosed with anxiety condition. That's the diagnosed ones. We know they're way more than that. But here's what a part of the problem. Not only do they not understand the promises of God, but they also don't feel like they have any influence or any purpose with their lives. So there's this isolation and desperation, and it really was triggered, of course, by the COVID loneliness and by the social media that mm-hmm. provides false relationship. Yep. So there's all this bundled up, 
And here we are, lonely, desperate, and feeling worthless. In American Heritage Girls, you can set goals. I want to achieve this award. I want to be able to give this much service to my community. And when we serve others, we get all of that back and then some, right? Because we're wired to serve one another. We also understand that we are an influencer, positive or negative. Every human being on this earth influences someone in some way. How are we going to use that influence? And the girls are able through life skill training, through our badge program, through our service program, through leadership program, they're able to say, my goodness, I have a purpose. I have influence and I can utilize it right now, even as a young you know, five-year-old up to an 18-year-old because we serve girls all through that age range. In American Heritage Girls, girls can, earn, can join at any point. The glide path is easy. We encourage all of your listeners to check out AmericanHeritageGirls.org to learn more about this wonderful ministry. I love it. And you have all, all you've written a book and we talked about it the last time you're here. So I'll link back to that interview in the show notes. But uh, it's called Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle. Uh, tell listeners a little bit about that. Well, it's such a beautiful, I, I believe, a beautiful story of God equipping the called, not calling the equipped, because this woman was raising the four kids, very busy, felt like she was less than. I felt like I was a jack of all trades, master of none. And how many of us women feel the same way? Yep. Yep. And so when the Lord called me to get out of the boat and walk on water with him, I was nothing but scared. And I could find every reason not to do it. And so when he calls on your life, you have to be able to trust him and have faith. I think it was Corey Ten Boom that said, faith is being able to see through the fog. Mm. I was really dealing with a whole lot of fog at that time. And so I, I believe that everyone has a purpose in God's kingdom. And we need to activate that, not because out of our own will, but out of his giving of grace and mercy and power. And we're able to do that because he is sovereign. Wow. That, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. That's amazing. Uh, Patty Garibay, it's a, just a joy and a real privilege to have you here. Thank you for the work that you're doing on behalf of our young girls. And uh, let's keep talking. I hope, I hope you come back soon. See you soon, Heidi. Take care. God bless. Thank you. For more information on this extraordinary woman and her extraordinary ministry, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com, scroll down to the show notes, or you can just visit AmericanHeritageGirls.org. I also link back to Patty's book, Why Curse the Darkness, when you can light a candle in the show notes today. I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview with the founder of the American Heritage Girls. And if you are subscribed to the show, you are in for a real treat today because Patty's going to come back for happy hour and she is going to share a story with you that will just knock your socks right off of you of where she came from and her story of healing, coming to know the Lord Jesus. She has a powerful testimony that you're not going to want to miss. I know that God wants to uh, encourage you through Patty's story today. So if you need some encouragement or if you're a mom who's just going, you know what, I don't know if God has a call on my life or if he doesn't, Patty has an extraordinary story to share with you in happy hour today. So I hope you guys will stay tuned for that. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, very easy to do it. Just hop on over to Spotify, click on the subscribe button and you will be uh, have and you'll have instant access to extended podcasts. So hope you guys will join me for that. For everybody else, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you right back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.